When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Auburn Live <laughs> Show, Recruiting Edition, also known as the Shriveled Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3, and if you're not a member of that site, you're missing out. We have had breaking news, recruiting scoop, transfer portal, basketball recruiting, you name it, we've got it. Uh, and it's a pretty damn cheap cheap deal here. $8 a month, first week's free, hell. Give it to you for free. If you don't like it, you can cancel it any time. No penny out your pocket. Guarantee it won't happen, though. Uh, one of the reasons is because we uh, have some of the best minds on the beat on our team, including the two guys that are joining me today, Mr. Cole Pinkston, our recruiting analyst from Auburn Live on 3. Cole, how the hell are you, buddy? Doing great, man. Doing great. Doing uh, great. Okay. You know, just just uh, enjoying all the fun threads from last night. <laughs> and you know, with, yeah. hey, hey, J-Head, welcome, brother. Let me get thank, to you first. Thank, thank you. And, and listen, Cole, Fan is short for fanatic, and don't you ever forget it. And if you do, come to the corner message board. We got a bunch of fans. Sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're not. Look, but, I'll never, I'll never ever be upset about the passion from the fan base here, dude. It's right. awesome. It's always full throttle. That's my style. So you, I, I hear you. Hey, I, I, meant to, I meant to do this last week, but big how about you to start the show to our new producer? Yes. Give him a shout for sure. Yes, sir. Zach, can you pop in here? Look Let's at him. Look yeah, at him. there he is. This is the all-star, everybody. Hey, Zach, yes, pronounce sir. your last name. McKinnell. McInnell, yeah. <laughs> McInnell. Close enough. Throughout, throughout high school football in the state of Alabama, man, you get called everything. So I'm all for it. <laughs> well, if you uh, well, you listened to it last week. You probably know that we are uh, we're experts when it comes to name pronunciation. <laughs> if you don't believe us, ask McElderry. Yeah, just ask Rockwood McElderry. Zach, you know you've got a show, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the Blue Bloods. Hey, yeah, you can find us on YouTube. The Blue Bloods, all podcast room and platforms to cover Power Five, Group of Five, FCS, uh, everything in between. So just uh, give us a shout out on there, man. Player interviews, all that. Oh yeah, good all stuff. Right. Excellent. Good. Zach, we appreciate you, man. Glad you are on board. Cause that's why we're getting these shows out last week and, and today. Uh, we don't have to worry about telling the listeners we're doing this on Thursday because y'all are listening to it on Friday. Zach's getting it out. I think last week we would have had it out a lot earlier if it wasn't for me. So this is going to be coming out late Thursday night. And now listen, before I move on, I want to in the thread that I'm going to post on the corner or message board, um, I want to hear people's thoughts on a, a potential weekly, maybe an hour or so call-in show, recruiting show with us. See how that might float. Uh, see what everybody thinks about that idea, especially during the downtime. Man, there's never really a downtime in recruiting. 
But when there's a downtime like between now and SEC media days, um, be something to talk about. We're uh, definitely uh, kicking the tires on that idea. Um, speaking of kicking the tires, Auburn got a commitment on Wednesday from a transfer wide receiver, Dazalen Worsham. Dazalen, I remember him in high school because he used to call him Dazzlin. Is it Dazalen or Dazzlin? I've heard both today. Cold? It, Damn, it, I was it, doing so good. It's Dazalen. We just call him Daz. It's, it's Dazalen. <laughs> One hundred percent. I think you probably heard that on Zach Blackerby's show, where I think uh, him and Charlie Five went to just put that name like twenty four seven. But it's yes. it's disabled. You got it. Well, I know that because Cole, I called him as a recruit, dazzling. Oh, okay. And it was, of course, I you know whatever. <laughs> um, quick, real quick too. If you've noticed, I haven't been on the corner the past couple of days. So if I haven't answered a question, you've tagged me on or, or responded to you. Uh, I had a little. Uh, a little health scare. Not really a scare, man. I got the stomach flu. I got to uh, I got to rooster tailing the other night. When I got through rooster tailing, the, my body wasn't getting it out fast enough, so I started projectile vomiting. Ended up in the hospital, dehydrated, kidney damage. Uh, but I'm back. And I'm feeling good. I'm, I got my Pedialyte and I got my water. There so you go. if I if I missed anybody in the past couple of days, I apologize. I think the last thing that I put up. Um, before my first rooster tail was Julian Phillips was going to announce next yes. week. And I think yesterday he came out and said, yes, I'm going to announce next Thursday. Um, go ahead and get that out of the way so we can go springboard right into recruiting Julian Phillips, the five-star forward from South Carolina. Um, he's got a final list, but it's going to be Auburn or Tennessee. He visited Auburn last weekend. Uh, let's see. From what I've been told, the most recent is Auburn and Julian Phillips are having all positive conversations. Um, I, I, I've already put in a prediction to Auburn on, on three. I will say that when I made that prediction, I expected him to commit shortly after leaving his visit. I think that's where some of the confidence, I know that's where the confidence I had in that pick was coming from, and that didn't happen. I still not ready to change that pick or even back off of it right now. I'm giving Auburn the edge. I don't think it is, if, you know, if there's, if there's a decision made, I don't know it. I'm just going off of my gut here and I'll probably ride that pick until I, if, and when I hear differently. So Julian Phillip, Julian Phillips going to announce next Thursday, a week from today. Is it Thursday or Tuesday? Shit, dude, it's the 12th, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Thursday. I think Damn, Jay Hill. I know, man, I'm jacking you up. It was first it was Cole, now it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Auburn's got one spot. We'd love it to be him, and we'll see. Rick Barnes, Bruce Pearl should be entertaining, to say the least. I'm sure we'll have a lot more intel uh, as we get closer to the uh, decision date, which is next Thursday. <laughs> what, wait, today's, today's, today's Cinco de Mayo, so 12th is going to be a week from today. That's, that's right. That's right. All right, kicking it back into football, which we've, uh, we've been hot, hot on the portal since the deadline has come and gone. May 1st is over with. If you enter the transfer portal now, you can transfer. You just can't play this next year. So Auburn, we know, is looking for media impact guys at some positions. They're looking for depth at other positions. So, um, But I thought yesterday on Wednesday they picked up a huge, huge addition. And Dazelin, Cole? Zaylin, Zaylin, Zaylin. That's a different way I've said it. Oh, Daz. Oh, Daz. Had no influence on that one. That was all. Yeah. Picked up a commitment from Daz Worsham, uh, who is Cole. I think I read your story, and it said he has four years of eligibility. 
He does. That's huge. That's to me. That's the that's the main reason that they said, you know what, let's go ahead and take this guy right now, because you, I mean, he's got talent. He had he was an Under Armour All American. You know, originally committed to Alabama. All that. Um, he was starting to make a little bit of noise. Yes, Hewitt Trustful. Starting to make a little bit, no- uh, a little bit of noise at Miami this spring. Uh, you know, coaching change that always brings new players that are on roster that may have been buried, you know, into the light. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting guy because the four years is everything to me when I'm looking at that one. But there is some talent there, and, and you can see it on tape. And you can see the talent on tape. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. I think he needs a little bit more time in the weight room before he's really ready to burst onto the scene, being a smaller guy. Um, you know, I, I'm just, that's another one of those evaluations that you just got to go, well, Harson's got a plan here with that and let's see what it is. Jay head. Do you think maybe not an immediate impact guy this year, but definitely an upgrade to the wide receiver room? 100%. I mean, when you can get that kind of talent and it's basically, you're getting the same eligibility that Colby Hudson would have had, and you can put him in that room and you can, you can let him compete. With Malcolm Johnson Jr. over at the Z, he's also got the capability of playing in the slot at the H. He brings a lot of versatility, definite, definite speed uh, element where you can hit the long ball to him, which is something that Harson in this offense wants to accentuate moving forward. So whether he's a breakout player this year or not, you're taking him on potential for what he can be. Um, and I think the sky's the limit. I mean, I, when I go back and I look at his high school film, and you hear the whispers coming out of Miami that he really, really had a great spring down there, and they were going to be running a pro-style system. Well, what are we running here? We're running a pro-style system. You just hope that, you know I mean, that the light's going to come on for this kid, that it really is his time. Um, and like you said, that maybe we can get another veteran receiver from the portal to kind of help for this cycle or help for this coming season, and then you have him moving forward to accentuate your depth. And you guys saw it firsthand. I saw it from afar. At times, we only had five or six wide receivers during spring. At no point should you ever have that few few receivers on your roster. I mean, it's a complete and utter problem. So you need guys of his potential, of his caliber, on your roster, whether it's in a reserve role or in a starting role. So you have to have layered depth, and that's what a piece like him is right now. It's layered depth until he's able to produce and get into the system, get more comfortable with everything. Yeah, I think it was – Go ahead, Cole. Get, getting him too is almost like adding a fourth receiver to the class with Jay Farrow, Mark Kelly, and uh, Camden Brown because he's got the four years, but he's already been in a college program. He's been in practice, so he's got probably a step on those guys. And it's it's the same thing though. I mean, you don't really know what Amari Kelly, Camden Brown, Jay Fair are going to be when you're bringing them in. You have a perception of what they're going to be from their film and from talking to them and getting to know him, and that's the same kind of deal here. You have the spot. The guy probably wanted to come to Auburn. That's where he's, you know, he's from the state of Alabama. So it's a good match to me. I, I think it's a very good match, Cole, and something that we desperately needed from a depth standpoint, that yeah. we needed from a talent standpoint. Um, now it's about making, getting production, you know, and we'll see yeah. what happens there as far as that's concerned. In no way, shape, form, or fashion am I going to compare him and what he can bring to the table to Jamison Williams from Alabama. But Jamison Williams was very unproven when he got to Alabama last fall and ended up being the breakout player of the year. So all I'm saying is sometimes you don't really know whether it's this year or next year what a player of his – when they're going to break out. Did he come from Ohio State? He did come from Ohio State. You know they were trying to claim him in the draft, right? Oh, yeah. 
One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like basically Alabama rented him for a year. We right. we, we made him Alabama rented him. Yeah. Same for uh, Joe Burrow, right? They're going to say that. Yeah. Too. Right on. Sticking <laughs> with wide receiver now that Worsham is committed, um, I think we all agree that Auburn wants at least one more. I think yes. one more. I say at least once, at least one because that oh, key up leaves the door open in case a second great one comes. But definitely want one more. And some names that I know, and this might be first time we've all discussed this together, but I think in our text last week. I was kind of in and out, but Kevon, two, the two guys from Texas, um, yes. yeah. uh, Kevonte Dix and Dejon Harrison were the two names that I was given to at least keep an eye on. Um, yeah. I think Dixon is somebody, one of them has three years. I believe Dixon does. Dixon does. And then it's Marcus Washington from Texas. I he think. just went in. Did he yeah. go in before the deadline? He just yeah, he did. publicized. He, he, he was late being publicized, but his papers were in before the deadline. Okay. What did you say his first name was? Marcus. Mar- yeah, Marcus Washington. And I think he's only got a year left. Is that Marcus right? Harrison? No, there's a Marcus Washington and there's a like a Dijon Harrison or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's two different guys. Yeah. Uh, who's the, who's the third guy you mentioned? Marvin Harrison? No, Marcus Washington. <laughs> that's, that's that's an Auburn Austin Auburn defensive end. Used to be, yeah. Used Not to be, yeah. Same name. Marcus Washington. Yeah, that you got it. Okay. I can pronounce that. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, but and, and we've talked off the record with, between ourselves. I've seen a couple of guys on Twitter mention Eric Pearsall from Air, no, from Ricky Pearsall from Arizona State. That's what I said. And <laughs> um, you know, I, that was a name we have followed for a, a while. You know, yeah. once he got yeah. in there, and uh, from my latest intel says that they've had to cancel his OB that he's not an option academically, I think. Um, that, that's at least what I, you know, I don't have his transcripts. I don't know the story. I was just told by people who know more about it than I do that his, his OB was canceled. His transcripts were not lining up with the requirements needed at Auburn. And he was, for that reason, he uh, was not a, an option. And even since I've heard that, you know, some people on Twitter might uh, – Mike Ferrar, Mike Farrell, yeah, have uh, <laughs> have said something about a dude visiting Auburn, and if he does, then I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just telling you that's why I haven't mentioned him, and that's why I've been telling everybody just to kind of, you know, what I mean, let's let's stand down on on Pearsall here a little bit, just you know, level expectations some, and that wasn't my intel to share. That was yours, and wanted to Thank make you. sure that you got the no, opportunity. You do good. Yeah, wanted to make sure that you got that out here on the podcast, but. I think people need to understand, and Cole can probably speak to this more from that college coaching standpoint, sometimes it's not about whether or not a kid made an A, a B, or a C in a class. It's about whether that's a transferable credit from one institution to another. Yeah. I think you know, I think anybody that hears an interview with that kid knows that he's bright. It, it probably is not a great issue. It's just a transferable credit situation. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the, the unhidden monster in the transfer portal that people don't really talk about or don't understand is, is that – Everything has to be – can't just be, hey, I like, I love him as a wide receiver. I love him as an athlete. Those credits also have to transfer to be able to get him into school. And that's – I think that's the feel, and I think that's the same reason why Notre Dame kind of dropped him off their board, and it's being circulated that it's really kind of a Florida-Oregon battle. As you know, that, that, that was the last – the next thing I was going to say. It was, hey, he's – you know, they – my people think he's going to Florida. Um, and, and, of course, Jan Head and I were talking about this before the show. You know, how can you get into Florida if you can't get into Auburn? And then I thought, well, shit, man, look at Desi Seals, the basketball guy from a year ago. Couldn't get into Auburn. Couldn't transfer to Auburn, but transferred 
he transferred to Arkansas, did he not? Transferred to Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Well, I thought it was Arkansas. So well, he, he was coming from Arkansas. That's right. That's right. All right, straight down that argument. Right. I mean, so uh, how, yeah. So well, no, but so how can you be eligible at Arkansas and then not get into all? You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't make sense. You've got two SEC schools, so you guys be operating. It's it's the progress towards degree, the PTD, yeah, the twenty forty sixty eight, whatever it is. That I, and I don't know if if every school doesn't have those the same criteria. Uh, I, again, how can Pearsall? be an option for Florida and not be one for Auburn. That's something I'll probably look into in the next week. I, I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, but that is what I've been told. So that's why we have we, we won't waste any more time on him. I have heard Florida's the team to beat. Auburn was trying to get a visit, but I had to cancel it because he uh, was not an option. The most uh, defensive line touched on this before um, before my uh, case of the Rooster Tails came in. Uh, my, Myron Warren, defensive lineman from Texas. Of course, we, we mentioned Casey Rogers several times and then uh, kind of knew earlier this week he was going to – Auburn was going to be in his final group, but he hadn't visited, and you can read the writing on the wall on that. He had just visited Oregon, committed to Oregon. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, so Myron Warren, the defensive lineman from Texas, is transferring. And then you've got two edge guys we're at least talking about publicly. And I don't know that I have anybody privately, but uh, <laughs> Obua Isabor, who visited Auburn last week. And then the FA, FAMU stud guy, at least his statistics scream stud to me, mm-hmm. um, in Isaiah Land. So there's the three defensive linemen that definitely going to be keeping an eye. I think Warren is in the – well, he told me he, he's, he's going to visit Auburn. He just hasn't set a date yet. I thought it could be this weekend, and it might be. Um, but nothing is set as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know. Um, is more visited. Uh, Land, Land is another guy Jayhead and I were talking about. Um, might be some transcripts there, the transfer stuff with the credits and all that. That's been an issue, um, at least initially with him. I don't think there's been a clear, we can't get him, we can't get him in. But there is some concern there with Isaiah Land. Now, he, you guys know more about that than me, but that dude is a guy who could come in and provide some immediate help. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's also from um, Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think him and Owen Papo were pretty familiar with. They were teammates there, so you have that aspect too. And you know, if you want to get close to home, that's pretty close. Auburn is so. Yeah. Which most of the transfers, most a lot of, I'm not gonna say most, but probably more than fifty percent of the transfer portal players are going back closer to home. Well, and think of the success we've had, Cole. I mean, it's been yeah. predominantly yeah. with guys that are looking to get closer to home. And, yep. and I think we've talked about this before, but you got to have an end. In, in, in transfer portal recruiting, you got to have an end, whether it was a previous coaching relationship, whether it's you're geographically you know, close to where somebody wants to be, you know a family member. Somehow, because this is the speed dating of recruiting, you have to have an end because it moves so quick. I mean, think about, think about how quickly we move with Gisalia. I mean, we found out there was Did he visit? interest. No, no, never even visited. We found out there was legitimate interest this weekend. We were all Not since high school. It. He visited in high school. Yeah, yeah he visited, yeah, visited in so. high school. My guess is he probably had to have a couple phone calls or maybe a Zoom call with Carson to make sure he was a take and a culture fit. And bam, mm-hmm. there he is in the class. Let's go. You know, Wednesday. So that's how quickly these things move when you're the right fit with the transcripts match. Everything's a go. Yeah, and you know what? That's my counter argument too. For those who argue that visits are all not are not all that important and offers, oh well, you know, it's just an offer or uh, it's just a visit. He's just. Enjoying a free visit. Well, no, he's he's building a relationship. 
that one day could pay off. You, you just don't know anymore. You don't know when a guy might hit the portal. You don't know when someone that's playing for you now might leave and you need a spot. You just never know. No, so, and you know, relationships. Yeah, 24-7 free agency. And now, and I, Jeffrey said this, let's give him credit for it. There used to not be a prize for coming in second. Now there's a, now there's a prize because you don't know who's going to jump into the transfer port. So, so, you know what I mean? Horseshoes, hand guys, grenades, and recruiting. In, uh, in the transport. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And you know, this this will add to what you was talking about. You know, Casey Rogers. Um, when I talked to him, he's like, Auburn's gonna be in my final three. Uh, I was like, Well, shit, man. Have you visited there? No, no, no. Well, that was a respectful uh, mm-hmm. to his coach in Rock Bell and Tony. There was a that end. There was an yep. end there. There was a previous relationship with his coach, and I think Rock and. So there was that was the almost tip of the cap, man. I respect you enough that I'm at least gonna put you in my final three. Now I don't know if I appreciates him either way, but that that was your end. Yeah. Um, so Myron Warren, defensive line, interior guy. I think they want one interior guy. I think they would love to have two edges if they could find them, but it might just be Obuid is the board. Right. Um, Myron Warren is the board would be a great two ads on the defensive lineman land if you can make it happen, or if there anybody else comes to light. And one new name on the interior okay. DL I was tipped on today is Josh Landry from Baylor. I yeah. believe that their con- contact has been established there. He was um, a good player there as well. So it'll be interesting to see if he's looking to come here and, and work in the rotation with Marcus Harris and Kobe Wooden, um, as that's kind of the position that it, when I'm looking at him, he would rotate between that five-tech end and that three-tech tackle. Slash guy that's going to play in the four eye. I mean, he can kind of slide across the line. I don't see him as a nose. Um, Cole, do you? No, I think he's a three and five. So it, right, he gives you that. It, and here's the thing: we when we got, you know, what I mean that freshman from Tallahassee back. When we got him back in the fold, that kind of decreased the need a little bit in the defensive line. Um, that was really big. But you talking about Marquise Robinson? You got it. So getting Marquise back was big. But Marquise didn't go through spring. From Milton. Yeah, you're right. Neither did, you know I mean, our JUCO big-time transfer, all-world player. Unfortunately, he didn't go through spring. So you don't really know how quickly they're going to progress this year when they get into fall camp. Having another veteran that you can lean on, that increases that depth and kind of mitigates, you know, risk there to a degree, bringing in somebody that's got some power five snaps underneath their belt. Yeah. So, I, I, I see upside with either one of those guys in Myron Warren or Josh Landry. If you can get one of the two of those, I think that's probably a pretty good play. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. We've talked edge, defensive line, wide receivers. I think DB is another position they're looking to add at least one guy from. I, I'm thinking the safety. Is that right? It seems like all the names I've been given are safeties. All safeties names. And the one that I've got that's the top of my board is the kick from Iowa State. Iowa um, State? Yes. Yeah, but which one? Craig, <laughs> Craig McDonald. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. I've got two Craig, names for you. Right. Craig McDonald from, from Iowa State seems to be top end of the board um, from what I can tell or my, mm-hmm. hey, my intel that I've been getting as far as that's concerned. Same here. Same here. And he's a really great player. I mean, I think he had 40-plus tackles, two interceptions last year, was heavily in the rotation for Iowa State and was favored to start yeah. coming, into, coming into this spring. So if you can get a player of his capability – um, and his caliber to come to the back end to pair with Zion Puckett, that sets you up really well in the back end for your two high set. Yeah. 
Now, this is this is info is from Tuesday, and I've been out of it since then. But has Marvin Grant from Purdue has he committed to USC? Yeah, I think so. If okay, he hasn't, I, but Auburn definitely likes him too. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. the other one. I let me let me check on that. I think he did actually. In my in my list of transfers that I was watching, he was the alpha dog of the group. I mean, he was he him and uh, the other kid from Iowa State. They McDonald, are both yeah. probably McDonald are both better than probably anybody else that we're looking at right now, in my opinion. Like, it, you know, from my novice eye, from what I've seen on film, those are probably your two big dogs right there. And the early word is he was looking at USC like a lot of transfers mm-hmm. in this cycle are. Right. He's not committed yet, but okay. He, okay. he may be, He may be. you know, leaning that way. So Right, relatively. I think true. that's the expectation. Um, but, you know, we've talked about uh, one defensive lineman, one to two edge, uh, a safety, two wide receivers. And up until recently, I didn't know how if offensive line was going to be a big play here, but we've just learned, or at least Jay had brought to my attention, and we've since confirmed that there's at least one guy Auburn is taking a look at, a long look at. Jay, tell me about him. So that's Spencer Lovell. He's a guard slash tackle out of Arizona State, very physical guy. I think he's played over 21 games, three starts, and he's somebody that can come in and upgrade your 2D right away. I mean, I think there's some a little bit of concern um, at the left guard position. He's a guy that can plug and play there as far as that's concerned. And he also gives you the flexibility to be able to play other guys at right tackle. So if you sustain an injury or anything of that nature, either he can slide out and play right tackle or he can step in and play guard, and you don't lose all that much productivity if he doesn't start. Um, I would really like Cole's take. Offensive line is kind of his specialty as far as what he sees from Lovell. But I think he's definitely a guy we would take and, and this falls in the vein of what Cole said before. We're not going to just take a body. We've got more than enough bodies on the offensive line. But if you can take another, a guy that upgrades your 2D and improves the competition in that room, you're going to grab him. And I think Lovell can do that. But let's tip it to Cole and see what he can Yeah, man, Lovell's uh, – he's obviously – if at this point, if they're going to go for an offensive lineman target because they do feel pretty good about what, they're, what they've got for at least this season um, – they're probably looking at someone that can compete for a starting job. And I think Lovell's that guy. Um, I love his years. Does he have, I'm sorry. How many years? Two. two. Okay. And I love his picture. He's got crazy eyes in his picture. You love that. (laughs) I mean, legitimate, just psycho eyes in the picture. You love that in an offensive lineman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he locked somebody in their basement. You know what I mean? I'm going to go that far, but yeah. It buckles the chin strap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, anytime you see a picture like that, no, no, really. You you take a guy with his talent, um, no matter what your offensive line, you know, looks like, because he could definitely compete for a starting job. And, that's the plan. They want competition all the time. So, you know, go ahead, Jay. Similar to Pearsall. So, obviously, Zach Hill was the offensive coordinator there for the last three years at Arizona State. Zach Hill runs a very similar scheme to what Brian Harson will be putting into play here this season, along with Eric Keesaw. So, it, you're not losing that knowledge that you might lose coming from a different system, you know, having to kind of adapt to new terminology, new wording, things like that. You're not going to have that. I guess, adaptation process like some other prospects would, he's going to come in a little bit more ready-made. So if you can get a guy like him, it just makes all that much more sense that he's got familiarity with your scheme. Yeah, right. And, you know, I think what, um, 
what we haven't talked about, and I know this is more of a recruiting show, more than team, but I found it interesting from an outsider when it comes. Justin's our insider on the team, but you know, May first came and went without anybody else from Auburn entering. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, big no, nobody else has entered. I've been cross-checking the portal, the, the wire, uh, anything else I can get my hands on, showing me, you know, who's been getting in, and so that means that you had, I think. 66 guys when you finish spring actively on the roster. You've got another okay. nine signees that are coming in. Okay. And at this point, we have not heard that there are any academic casualties at all, which okay. puts you at 75. You just added another transfer, so now you're up to 76 scholarship players moving into next season. So now you're starting to move in the right direction and as opposed to into the opposite direction. And I think what and you still got, what, seven, 85, so it's nine? Right. So you can you still got seven scholarships to give in this cycle, I believe, which puts us up to eighty three oh. scholarship players, I think. So you're saying max is going to be eighty three for the fall? Probably, yeah. yeah. And okay. and you could give some scholarships to a couple walk ons, whatever, sure. to reward them for their hard work. But um, that's where you kind of want to be. If you can be in between eighty to eighty five scholarships and you've got adequate depth at each position, that's kind of where you want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here. Look, that could even change. I know the NCAA is talking about waiving the 25-man rule and doing it immediately. That's obviously up under consideration right now for the rules committee. If they do that, you could add even more scholarships and get to your 485 if we so choose to. I don't know that they're going to just bring anybody in, though, and you guys have said that from the beginning. It's got to be a quality, a guy they think can play in the SEC that fits their scheme. They're not just going to bring in Joe. They're not going to suit me up because i got eligibility left. They can't do anything with me. They, they need a capable body. And so we'll kind of see how that plays out. But right now, my numbers say seven guys left in this period, which get us up to 83 scholarships. And Myron Warren, I talked to him, and he's got a bunch of Conference USA type offers UAB, Arkansas State, Southern Miss. That was as of Tuesday. Again, my, all my intel is from Tuesday. No, 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 no more recent than that. Uh, but he was a four-star recruit out of high school. He signed with Texas. He's got a lot of talent. He's a guy you say, I mean, I think you bring him in if you can bring him in. Because if he's not playing in two years, or next, he's going to be gone anyways. So what's, you know, what's the risk? Here? Yeah. But he is he's obviously talented. He's a young guy. He's coming from a Power 5 program, Power 5 system. And you need him, I think. Yeah. I think just off basing off of that alone and what the competition is right here, I like Auburn as of right now with Myron Warren. He's coming to visit. Told me that. I like I, I like Auburn with Isabor. I don't know any inside information. I just know that he want he left UCLA to play at, at a big time conference and a big time, you know. And you, uh, Cal and Duke ain't it. No. All right. Um, there's there's four to five hundred snaps left open reps left open by T.D. Moultrie and Ramella Height, and so they're they're going and those are going to go to somebody. And right now, all you've got is redshirt freshman Dylan Brooks, right? Am mm-hmm. I reading that wrong? No, you're you reading got, you got a redshirt right. freshman Dylan Brooks to help take over those four hundred to 500 snaps that they lost. I think that's going to be a big selling point for Isabor. I think playing in the SEC West, he gets in, in the best division in, in, in the country. Uh, so I think ultimately, you know, and if he goes to Duke or Cal, God bless him, right? He, he should have stayed at UCLA. 
Why are you yeah. going to leave UCLA to go to Duke or to, to Cal? One's on that's the East Coast, one's on the West Coast. What's the deal? So I like I, I, I will say Auburn's the team to beat. My gut, my guess, Myron Warren, Isabor. I wouldn't go any farther than that. No, those are the two that I feel comfortable saying that, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I think we can add those. i tell you one name that we didn't talk about with wide receiver recruiting that I've really got my eye on, that somebody that's transferring back to the area is going to be Matt Landers, Toledo, white transfer wide receiver by way of, or excuse me, UGA wide, transfer wide receiver by way of Toledo because he was only there for one season. He's originally from um, uh, South Florida. I believe, or maybe Central Florida, looking to get a little bit closer to home. I think our DPP has a prior relationship there. So there's your in as far as that's concerned. Right. If his academic transcript plays itself out the way it should, you're talking about a guy that was had over 25 catches and 500-plus yards last season. So that gives you some added production back to the room that you're not necessarily getting with Dezalian. So that's a name that I'm watching okay. uh, that I think we have an in with. There are other teams that are interested. I know Miami's also interested as far as that's concerned. So we'll see kind of how that one plays out. But that's the name I'm going to watch in the wide receiver room. And I think we've really got a shot at. We, we're talking 76 with 66 plus nine coming in at the end of May. And they'll all report, I think it's the last weekend of this month, all the, uh, all the new freshmen and guys that are coming in. you got plus Worsham, which will, that's 75, plus Worsham is 76. Yep. Defensive lineman, Warren, 77. And Edge, 78. Wide receiver, 79, a DB, 80. Yep. And maybe an offensive lineman, maybe another wide, you know, maybe another edge. You know, maybe exactly. and, and you're maybe even taking best available if you can get some good dudes. Sure. So, I, mean, I, I think if you get up to 80, right, I mean, 80, 82, and then fill the rest with some walk-ons, considering what's, what, what, what this program's been through in the last six months, at least numbers-wise. Yeah. Ma- major accomplishment. Major accomplishment. Look, and if you're able to add the safety from Iowa State, if you're able to add Isabor, if you're able to add, you know, a, a Josh Landry or a Myron Warren to your defensive line, if you're, you know, yeah. it, it really is providing quality depth. These aren't guys that are just complete scrubs. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, we went out to the, you know, SAE house and decided we were going to recruit a couple guys to come yeah. out there and walk on the football team. These are legitimate power five football players that are coming from good football schools, okay? I also like some of the programs these guys are coming from. I mean, if you take, yeah. a, guy, you take a guy from Baylor and you take a guy from UCLA, well, Dave Aranda and Chip Kelly are guys that value culture as much as our head coach. So you know you're going to be getting quality kids that are also coming through the door as well. And I think that in and of itself is something that you've got to look at is where a kid's coming from and how successful he was in that program. You know, why is he leaving, things of that mm-hmm. nature. But you don't really question the kid's character. And, and I think that's something that you got to make sure that you're evaluating as well. This this may be difficult to believe also that there are a lot of players out there that are looking at certain parts of Auburn's roster, the part that they would fit in and go, I don't know if that's the best place for me to go if I'm looking for playing time. You go, and that, that kind of makes you feel like, okay, if another player looks at it and goes, those guys are pretty good, I don't think I can get in there. Maybe you have a pretty good roster anyway. Not to mention, you don't really want those guys no. that don't think they can compete. And and certainly Auburn staff doesn't doesn't go for those kind of guys. They never they never have. Never when they were at Boise. Never when they were at the other places they were. And uh, they're not going to do it here. So 
that's a that's not a loss to them when a guy goes, eh, you know, I don't think I don't think I'm going to get the playing time I want there. Not a loss now, it, because they know that the only way. I mean, part of establishing a championship culture is establishing competition at each position. And if you have guys that only are going to go because they think that they're the best player at that position, um, and they're worried about their stats and their playing time, but they're not going to be bought into your program anyway. Correct. So. You that's know, that's what the, the massive exodus was that just happened of whatever 20 guys that hit the portal. They they didn't want to stay and compete, or they didn't like the way things were going. We're or, back in the know. teens now, Cole. We did, we're back to 19. We got two oh, guys okay, back. Team. Yeah, we're back in the teens now. <laughs> well, those guys, right? That, right? That's that's what you're trying to avoid adding back to the team. Agreed. You right? guys that want to fight for a spot, that want to compete each and every down. Yeah. You, you got it 100%, my man. Yeah. Before we wrap this one up, because I've got to go. We are uh, – oh, it's 2.38. Yeah, we got to go. Um, real quick, Cole, I saw Carmelo English came out. He's coming out. He came out with – that he's coming out with a commitment date. Did, yes. Were you surprised by that? Um, a little. Are you, are you backing off your all <laughs> – it, it depends. It depends. If, the, if it's – he's going to release a commitment date, right? So if it's, you know, a couple December months. 15th. Yeah, if it's a while away, then yeah. not surprised. Right. If it's soon, then um, for me personally, I think that's probably good for Auburn. I do too. So I do too. yeah, I do. Too. I think I think if it's in the next month, yeah, I think that's good for Auburn. Yeah. And if it comes out with September twenty first, you know that's that's Ray Ray's birthday or whatever. <laughs> then I, you know whatever. But if it's sometime soon, then I got, I'm with you. I think Auburn's the team to beat right now. And if he's going to make a decision based off his feelings right now, I think Auburn is, is in a very good spot. Complete agreement. Yep. Fellas, what about some how batches this week? I got, I got, I got a few, man. I, I was out of, uh, out of commission a little bit, but I, uh, I managed to uh, get a couple. Does anybody else have any before yeah, I get started? I got one and then yeah. I got a generic one. So. Okay. I'm going to start with two at rejects who really kind of provided me some intel um, with regard to the Zillion, in addition to some other people, but at rejects, big, how about you to you? Thank you for the information that you gave me there to kind of get me, uh, get me started. And he's then, awesome poster. Yeah. Fantastic. Glad fantastic poster. Glad he's here on the site. In addition, a big, how about you to everybody that said, Hey, J-Head, it sounded like you broadcasted from Mars last week on the podcast. Hey. I took your advice. I got a new computer. The microphone works this week. So how about you to everybody that made those comments on YouTube and <laughs> yeah, on the board? I heard you. There you go. Uh, I got one. All right, what you got, Cole? Mine is Barn Boy 3, uh, the reason. I went and played a little softball the other night. Had on my Auburn Live shirt. One of the guys, I just got picked up by a friend that played, right? One of the guys on the team goes, man, I love that shirt. I, I'm a big Auburn Live guy. I for said, real? really? Yeah. I said, for real? He goes, yeah, yeah, I love Auburn Live. He said, that's my that's my place. He said, I used to be on Rivals, but but I'm a, I'm an Auburn Live guy. I said, well, we appreciate it. He goes, what do you mean we? I said, oh, I, I work for them. You know. He goes, what, who are you? He's, I said, Cole Pinkston. He goes, Oh man, that's awesome! That's awesome. I said, yeah, that's, that's the first time that'll ever happen. So I appreciate it. <laughs> you should have signed his titty. Hey, there you go. <laughs> barn Boy Three. Is that right? Yeah, Barn Boy Three. All right, it. Barn Boy Three. We appreciate you, man. I've got a couple yeah. of stuff. Uh, legendary poster Harvey Specter, man. I, sometimes you look over some of these some of these big dogs and you don't give them a little 
tip to the cap. So I'm going to get hard in there, man. Uh, and uh, uh, some new guys, man, Bar Schools, at Bar Schools, new new poster. And at, at same with at B's 5, B-E-Z, B-E-Z 5, uh, at Tour the SEC, legend, at Tex, T T X 205, and at Zuni. And, uh, and, and I'm, man, I don't know if this uh, at metaphor. Have you not vouched him lately, Jay Head? Never, and, and and probably won't. But okay, hold on. Here's why. He had, he, he had like a two-hour span that he was really good. Oh, I know. He, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, he was really good. I I I, re, I, re, I appreciated it so much that I I wrote it down. I said, "How about you the metaphor right there?" Um, I did have a couple of. Uh, Dingleberry of the Week nominees, <laughs> and uh, they came to me via DM on the site. So we had a Dingleberry of the Week nominee, Lover of Pearl. Oh, who's, 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 he's, 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 he's a great poster. I don't know if he set somebody. Well, up. okay, I can explain that, Jeffrey. He okay. he, he hijacked a couple threads, and um, they were football threads, and wanted to make them about basketball. Uh. So that's that's a good good way to do that. L O P, L O P. That's all right. I'll allow it. But you did get a, a nominee, so you should feel proud. Oh man! Um, and uh, another two two other Dingleberry of the Weeks at Kimasabi, who's I think he's a perennial Dingleberry of the Week nominee. <laughs> as is as is Auburn Legacy. Ooh. I think I think both of them are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very. Uh, Those are fair. Those are fair. I, I, yeah, I, I wrote him down. I thought LOP got a bad rap there. I, I knew he was a good poster. Uh, I like LOP. I get why he got the nomination, though. I will say that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Hey guys, again, don't forget go to the corner on Auburn Live on three on this uh, the, this thread when we post it this, tonight this afternoon. Let us know what you think about this, uh, possible call in a weekly call in show with us. Ask some recruiting questions, man. Maybe uh, get some things answered that we don't. We sometimes forget about on here. Um, be, be more specific. Let us know what you think about that. Um, again, if you're not a member of the site, please do so. Uh, $8 a month, one free week, and um, a lot of good stuff, man. Even through the downtimes, we've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, basketball recruiting is going to continue at least through the next week, and then football recruiting transfer portal never stops. And uh, neither does uh, all our good intel, man. So check us out at Auburn Live on 3 for Jay Head, for Cole Pinkston, for Zach McAnell. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all have a good week. Stay out of the left lane unless you're passing and then get the hell back over in the right. See you. <laughs>